So the last time our intrepid adventurers were all together in one place, they fought a horde of uh, monsters, but had a bunch of zombies, you know, zombie-ish bodies to uh, protect them. Anyway, if you want, if you want a recap of that, go listen to the last episode because um, that's what it's there for. So the uh, group they beat all the monsters, played around with the big magical orb that was in the floor, and got zapped a lot by it. Finally, they went down a, a really old elevator that none of us would probably be willing to <laughs> to go down uh, because we have modern sensibilities. But it descends and descends and descends and descends and descends, but they finally get there to the bottom. And they get there, it's really dark, uh, but fortunately Joan casts light, gives gives all the blind people like Cecil, you know, something to look at. And, you know, they just see that the stonework around them is really, you know, new. It's, uh, you know, this has all been like repaired, fixed up, you know, very recently compared to the stuff upstairs that they trudged through. And as they walk through uh, this kind of antechamber that they're in, they get to uh, these pair of doors that go all the way up to the ceiling, which is like 100 feet tall, massive doors. How, why they would even build 100 foot doors, I don't know. These must be some really tall demons. But they did, and they're there. So they, they go through the doors, and they walk through, and they find none other than... Blaine Greystone in all of his dwarven glory. And he's got, you know, half a dozen hooded figures there around him. And, you know, he talks, he starts basically kind of talking some smack to the Emir, you know, welcomes them, gives them respect for, you know, killing one of his most loyal supporters and potential threats, which is Amorous Shadow Step, and says, hey, you know, but it's time for games. We're done. Uh, you, you can either join me or die. And he also gives a little tidbit, future plot thread that the Emir missed the third demon prince who's escaped the city for an objective they don't know about. Uh, Cal and Cecil try using, you know, random questions to, to throw him off, and that just succeeds in irritating him. To be fair, Cal and Cecil can be irritating when they're working together there. And, <clears throat> and basically, uh, the fight's on. So uh, they, fight they fight and 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 they fight. Um, there's some cool stuff that happens. I can't describe very well. Uh, long story short, they managed to to kill to uh, <clears throat> to kill to to kill them all. Um, it basically ends with, uh, with with Cal as a giant ape, just you know smashing everything up with his giant fist. And uh, yeah. Oh, but Jones the one that actually you know takes care of everything. Everybody else is too busy, uh, you know, beating stuff up. So they finally, uh, they, so they kill all the demons, they're gone, and they're left all alone there, and it's just kind of this creepy silence, because it's just them. And, you know, they take a look around, they can't find anything, there's no hidden doorways, hatches, nothing anyone could slip out through, and that was that. Uh, now, Joan does think that Greystone is probably the Demon Prince of Illusion, so it's entirely possible that he was never actually there, so he too may still be alive. Who knows? And they take the lift uh, back upstairs. Uh, it takes forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. But they finally get up there, and <clears throat> they uh, they take they take a look around uh, for a minute. And then, as they're going up the stairwell to go back upstairs, they start hearing tons of feet coming down towards them, and they're all uh, you know really exhausted, beat up, uh, you know, 
not not ready for another fight. And to their surprise, hey, it's Varen Camry. You know, no longer as an angel, as a well, celestial. Uh, but, you know, he's back in his dragonborn form again. He's got the city militia with him. He's got clerics. He's got Donovan Upbridge, you know, last city council member standing kind of. And mages from the mage guild. Basically, the cavalry's arrived in time to, uh, you know, not really do much. And, you know, Varen explains, hey, you know, you know, he went for assistance as soon as he had the strength for it. Um, they take a look at the black orb that's in the floor there. Um, you know, they can't really figure out what's going on. So basically they decide to set up a perimeter, you know, guard the things so that nobody can get access to it again. Um, and the mages have set up, are going to set up a permanent teleportation circle with a mage tower. So that way they can keep, uh, you know, swapping out guards without ha them having to slog through, you know, the, you know, the, uh, the underground walkway there. Then, uh, then Donovan up Upbridge, you know, invites the group to join him at city hall. Uh, most of the councils got gotten back together, except for you know the demon princes, Greystone, uh, Amorist, and Isold, and a couple of the guildheads who hadn't gotten back in town yet. Uh, Upbridge, you know, lifts martial law. He thinks the Emir and uh, their intern, Joan, uh, for their assistance in freeing the city from demonic infestation, um, and then he, uh, he grants the Emir an estate that has a castle on it. It's on a, it's to the south of Caprock. It's on a small island. Uh, the the castle is a fixer upper, so it's not like they can, uh, you know, it's something they could just move into and start, uh, you know, doing castle living like that. But he does, uh, he does grant them kind of a, a line of credit for fifty thousand gold uh, to help out with the repair that you know they can use with, uh, you know, the different guilds to fix the place up. And somewhere along the way, uh, somewhere in the conversation, a word of Renault Keep comes up, which raises uh, the, some hairs on the back of Cecil and Moonstar's heads. And, you know, because they, they think back to the children of Erroneus that they had entrusted to Lady Drusilia back there, way, way back in the day. Uh, but, you know, they, you know, just kind of one of those creepy feelings for, again, future plot threads. And then uh, Caprick celebrates. They throw a massive party. Uh, you know, they're free from the demon hordes. And everyone gets super drunk and super laid. Oh, and uh, Ty uses newfound fame to get his hands on a uh, uh, on a staff of power. So he's got that. So uh, yeah, that's how things went in this uh, this session. That was on my birthday, actually. So thank everyone for showing up. And yeah, I'll send out the next send out the next session in uh, another episode. Bye.